Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Young F.A. Holmes. Ah. These niggas so scary, won't let them bury me. That's why I keep my 30, I shoot like Curry. And boy, I'm getting money, I'm getting money. Uh-huh. All right, welcome back to Don V Friday. Another another Friday in Hokey Land. Hokies, Hokies coming off a Hokies coming off a big win down in Atlanta. Drift is not with us. We got Tally Bands in the building. A long time mm-hmm. coming. Don't be Friday's alone now. The, the episode just never came out. How you living, my boy? Man, living, man. Living. That's what we're doing. Appreciate being here, man. Appreciate you having me on. Living, living. This is the second time you've been on Don V Fridays, but the first time never saw the light of day. <laughs> man, that's the that's in the lost archives, man. Bro, I got so many classics in the vault. <laughs> It's not even archive, funny, man. They don't even, they don't even, I don't even, hey, I don't even want to know if they want to go back to them lines, man. I, right. I, I think I was big lying on them. All right. That was like, I think that was two years ago. Yeah. And I was still, I was, I wasn't with the, I wasn't on the Fuente train, but I think he was holding out. He wasn't like a pro. He wasn't a stand or nothing, but you were still giving him some rope. Yeah, man, I was I, I was giving them some rope. I think uh, if I could remember correct, we was uh we was talking about who was gonna be the quarterback. It was uh we was talking about who was gonna be the quarterback, and it was before Hendon and all of that. So yeah, man, man it was it dark was a time, lot of shit, man. <laughs> For real, dark fucking times. Before we. Get- before we get into the episode, man, I want to dedicate this episode to Quest, man. Quest laid up in the hospital, man. Shout out to Quest, man. He told me to give him a shout out. Shout out to Quest. Shout out to Quest, man. Quest laid up in the hospital. Uh, had a McRib attack. Have it to the best of us. Rest up, niggas. <laughs> shout out to Quest, man. Shout out to Quest, bro. Um, but but before we get into the uh Georgia Tech recap, we always gotta pay some bills. Sam Bull. Symbol is the stock market for sports that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. On Symbol, you can trade sports teams like stocks, and every time your teams win, you earn cash. Use your sports knowledge on Symbol to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your team wins. Join the 7,000-plus early adopters who have started to invest in their favorite teams. Visit www.sim. B-U-L-L dot C-O-M to create a free account. And when you deposit, make sure to use the promo code SD to make your deposit risk-free. Visit symbol.com, use the promo code SD, and your deposit will be risk-free. 
That means even if you lose money, Symbol will refund your initial deposit. No questions asked. Join Symbol and start investing and profiting from your favorite teams. And Spotify Green Room is a live audio only sports talk platform. You can talk to many, many people, athletes, insiders, ins uh, fans in real time. You can get in on many conversations that you listen to. Some of your favorite podcasts are recorded on the app. You probably can get featured on some of those podcasts, by the way. Download the Spotify Green Room app for free at the iOS app store. You can create a profile, link your Twitter. You can join leagues and groups. You can follow, uh, you know, some of your favorite people on there and get notified when their rooms go live. So Spotify Green Room, iOS app store. Virginia Tech played Georgia Tech in the beautiful city of Atlanta, Georgia. Tally, this is a, this is a, a special episode because Tally had his boots on the ground. He was actually in the building for the game. Before we get into boots the actual the recap, what was what was the what was the game they experienced like there in Atlanta, Georgia? I never been to a a, a road game at Georgia Tech, so what what's the what's the road experience like at Georgia Tech? It's crazy, man. Like, this is my my second time being there. Um, my first time, it was it was the year uh, the year Strowman took the pick, and I just knew we was gonna win. He took the pick to the house, and I just knew we was gonna win. We still fucking lost, but whatever the case. Seventeen. Yeah, I think it's twenty seventeen. Yeah. Um, so this is my second time being there. Um, it, it's cool, man. I mean, it ain't nothing like. Man. Game day atmosphere being like in Blacksburg, but like Bobby Dodd Stadium is so small that it really ain't a bad seat in the house. So mm. pretty much anywhere you sit, you know what I'm saying, you get like a, a up close view. You know what I'm saying? And then like Georgia Tech, they don't they don't take football, you know what I'm saying, serious for real, for real. So it's always open seats. So we pretty much started at the top here. Worked our way all the way down. I put some videos out, man. We was like up in the skyscrapers at first, and then shoot, we was right on the field pretty much uh, towards the end of the game. Shout out to shout out to uh, some of uh, the other Hokie Nation that was there. It was you know hitting me up like, hey, you know, come on down here. We got room for you. So yeah, yeah man. Sure. Hokie Nation definitely traveled. Uh, I know, I know Beth Farns, our Lord and Savior, was down at the game. Uh, I think, I think Jerry, Jerry. Yeah, uh, yeah I got to meet Jerry, man. Let's shout out, out to Jerry. A legend. Man, uh, 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 Jerry is the, y'all don't understand, though. Like, Jerry, she, she, she different with it. Like, man, one time we was, because uh, I like the cooking shit. So, one time me and, me and somebody, I think it might have been me and RBA who was somebody was talking on the timeline about cooking, and she was like, oh, y'all like to cook, so let me tell you, like, I ain't know she was on a different type of level of cooking, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. She on, a, she on a chef type level of cooking, so she was like, I'm finna send you some stuff. So I had to go to uh, the store she worked at or whatever. Like, she bought it up there and sent it to the store down here, which the store that she worked at here is in our mall, so she was like, go to the mall and pick this up. So she sent me, like, some seasonings and some rubs and shit to put on like different shit that I was putting on the grill. Oh my god damn, you know I ain't even supposed to be up in here. Like, don't look like niggas even touch the stove. I walked in the store and I thought I heard the bill, like I thought I heard the bell go off. You know what I'm saying? Like 
hey, it's black people in here. Like, I feel uncomfortable in there. This shit looks so nice. You know what I'm saying? But shout out to Miss Jerry, man. She shout she out to Miss Jerry at Cougar Trainee, a legend and legend and 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 mom of Hokey Hokey legend Marcus Davis. Shout yes, out sir. to him. Shout out yes, to him. Sir. So so yeah, so cool, you know these decent game day atmosphere it wasn't like Blacksburg, you know, but still a decent atmosphere overall. Yeah, definitely, definitely, man. Like Atlanta's just. You know what I'm saying? Everybody know what Atlanta is. Then it was the yes. World Series was going on, so it was Braves. Like, you know, Shout out to the Braves. Yeah. Shout out to the Braves, man. Braves stand up. You know, everybody was there for the game, so you had people. I mean, it was a game going on that night, so, you know, it, right. was, it was crazy. Any bar you went to, any restaurant you went to, we went to some restaurants later on and bars. And it was crazy everywhere. And then, you know, the Falcons had a game with the Panthers the next day, so it was it was a lot going on. So Action packed weekend of sports man, in, in was, Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, man, Atlanta was Atlanta was jumping. But when it came down to when it came down to the Tech versus Tech game, like one dude caught me in the we was getting in the elevator. He was like, "Hey, man, y'all y'all bad at football, but we fucking suck." So like they knew what it was. You know what I'm saying? There wasn't no hostility towards their fans. They weren't talking no shit because they were just like, "Damn, it is what it is. We ain't good." So it is what it is. Well, let's get into the game. Let's get deeper into the game. Virginia Tech won the game 26 to 17. All right. Braxton Burmeister, 15 to 25, 254 yards, two touchdowns. Trey Turner had the best game, arguably, of his career. He had where's my stats? Everything seven was reception. yeah, seven, seven receptions, 187 yards. Exactly, seven receptions, one hundred eighty-seven yards. As one I don't got my note, I don't got my notes all the way there. Yes, one touchdown. One was sixty-nine yard catch where basically it was like a fake screen. Uh, mm-hmm. Trey Turner busted coverage. Nobody ran with him. Ball was underthrown, but whatever. It is what it is with Burmeister. He, you know, he's not the passer that uh, right. they said he was, but we knew that. But still, <laughs> schemed open, wide open. Uh, Trey Turner makes a man miss. That's for the goal line touchdown. He had the best game, arguably, maybe his best statistic game of his career. Somebody can correct me if, if I'm wrong. No, and, um, wrong. I feel like that play set the tone for the day, okay? Because I feel like the offense, especially Burmeister, needs any little confidence boost he can get. Like, okay, you know, he got to – you know how you know how when they say a basketball player needs to see the ball go inside the net? Even if yeah. it's on a free throw or a layup, they need to see it go in, and then they can kind of settle into the game. I feel like Burmeister needs that on those first draft and second draft. He needs to see the right. ball gets completed so he can, okay, okay. I feel like he presses and starts overthrowing and shit and underthrowing. Yeah. But uh, he, we hit that play. Shout out to they, people claim Fuente was calling plays, whatever. Whatever you got to do to get points on the board, whatever. You know, I, I'm with you. I mean, it don't matter if Mickey Mouse is calling it. I mean, it was a bust right. coverage. We need to yeah. score. Like, if yeah, you call it, the you call him the whole time. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. So definitely. Um, so, like I said, Trey Turner had a hell of a game. He pretty much carried the passing offense. Um, shout out to Trey. No, shout out to Trey. Shout out, um, shout, out, shout out Tavion Robinson also had a touchdown. Yeah. But it, it came down. Honestly, the offense 
running the ball. Malachi Thomas, once again, 25 carries, 103 yards. Uh, Raheem Blackshear, 14 carries, 83 yards. This yeah. is why the offense has been better the last two weeks because Braxton Burmeister has been getting help by his running backs. Um, what's your take on Malachi Thomas? I know you follow recruiting. Um, I know you follow recruiting. What's your take on Malachi Thomas? You think he should have been a day one starter? Fuente tried to he tried to defend Malachi not playing by saying he he was good at running but couldn't do shit else. What's your take? I mean, like, you know, from from following the recruiting and shit, you know what I'm saying? There was some people like, oh yeah, he he did see that. Oh, you need to watch the film. I tell people like all the time, I'm not a fucking coach. You know what I mean? Like, I can look at some stuff and be like, okay, yeah, he he looked decent or he don't, you know, and I ain't just got to go by stars, but shit, talent is talent. Like, I'm looking for motherfuckers that's got talent, shit that I see. You know, right. like, honestly, I done seen Kenji uh, Christensen. I seen him play because he's from Alabama. So mm-hmm. I seen him play in person, and, like, he just looked like a college football player. Like, he, like, 6'1", 6'2", you know, maybe 200 pounds, playing running back, and he played for a bigger school here. Um, so I see him playing person. So I thought like out of all the running backs, he was the one I paid attention to the most. I was like, yeah, he gonna, I ain't say he was going to come in and start or come in and get no, you know, major PT, but I wasn't, I wasn't one of the people that was on Thomas like that. And I had some people mm-hmm. that were saying like, yeah, he going to be nice. But I feel like us as fans, we say that about everybody who come in. All so right. I think the first time that I seen him, I was like, okay, dude, look like he, you know, his garbage time. He, he, he did all right. And then I think we was talking about it in the space. I was like, you know, tell some people didn't even know who he was, like, didn't know his name. All right. Like, 24. Well, we like 24 came in. Yeah, who is that? You know, that's kind of how it was. Like, he came out of nowhere. But I mean, the people who we had back there, I mean, I, I was a hosting fan, I guess you could say, but hosting wasn't getting it done. Like, you got to, I don't think that we're doing nothing so much different with each running back in. I just feel like Thomas is a little bit more of a patient runner. I feel yeah. like he runs hard. So seeing him in person, he is a little bit faster than I thought he was. Like um, on the field, he, he, he ain't no burner, but he, he's quick. You know, he's fast. He and had a second one, gear. Yeah, yeah. And, and not one man was taking him down. Like going back and even looking at the – the last couple of games that he's played in, not one man is able to take it down a lot of times when he gets in the hole. Even when you see on those plays when he getting, you know, piled up, he's still standing up. Like, he a freshman. So it ain't right. nothing that they've done so much. He just came in with that. You know what I mean? So shout out to him, man. He, he playing hard. It's something shout that we need. Shout out to him. He must have been absolute dog shit in pass protection because <laughs> – how do you look like that, carrying the ball? And I know Fuente says more to being a running back than carrying the ball. But God damn it, they call it running back. They don't call it blocking back. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck? Like, you you tanked yeah. the whole game because this nigga couldn't block? What? All right. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Because, I mean, you, you think about him in some of these other games that we played in, some of these games we lost in. I mean, if he right. able to do that, half of what he did in some of these games – I mean, hell, it's a, it's a different game. I'm right. even scared to say that, but yeah, we 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 win. We win them because it takes. Okay, so what we've learned, we're eight games in at this point. Like yeah. the team, like like the potential 
There is no more potential. We know where they are. We know what everybody is at this point. Right. So we know now that Braxton Burmeister is not capable, and that's not his fault. He got to play. He's not right. capable of carrying this team to victory. He needs help. Um, yeah. So with a running mate in the backfield, now he runs less. Now he's not getting fucking killed against Middle Tennessee. Yeah. You got a run game versus Richmond. You're not, you're not leaning on a limited quarterback to save you with running. And I think with a legit runner like Malachi Thomas, now Burmeister's healthy playing in some of these other games, and it just opens everything up. Now Trey Turner's running asshole open all game. Yeah, because yeah, you got yeah, to yeah. account for the running game. Like, I mean, you got to account for some stuff. You got a running back that's actually running the ball. He ain't just in there as a fucking decoy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they legit can turn around and hand him the ball. I mean, yeah. if you look at if you look at Malachi Thomas and what he done this year, I think he averaging like five and a half yards a carry. Like that's for a freshman. That's good. Yeah, for a I think he got yeah he got about fifty carries, something like that. I ain't looking at the stats one hundred percent, but you know, like he 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 handling his business. You know, I ain't saying he a world beater or nothing like that. I ain't no you know. I'm just saying that when he yeah, he's got still, his he's still wrong. Yeah. He got his chance. He got in there, and he making that shit count. So he's done better than what we've seen. Hosting get in and do even Blackshear. Blackshear is used a little bit different way. Blackshear has to bounce. Looks better than Keyshawn King too, who's been in the program for three three years. Yes, sir. Like Blackshear has to bounce off another running back, another running style. And then, like you said at the beginning, once he got started, then we seen Blackshear he get loose a little bit. You know, he got that mm-hmm. defense loosened up a little bit. So if you put Black Shield against maybe one man, he may can make that man beat or make that man miss because you know had Thomas running and he current one or two of them. So yeah, I mean, I it it blows my mind that we have whenever I see something like that, just me as a fan and being a disgruntled fan, like I'll be like, what the fuck else are we hiding? You know what I'm saying? Like if he can get in the game and he can do this, what wide receivers are we hiding over there? What, you know. What can the other quarterback do? I don't know. Just all types of shit. Yes. What 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 else do they have stashed? And they're running out of excuses as far as the this person ain't ready or you know, Fuente said right now we kind of anticipated more more guys will be involved in receiving and we're kind of only using three guys. Well, you was the MF that said that this was the best passing team you had since 2016. He told a lie. He told a whale of a lie. He told the yeah. lie of the year. He's a liar. Nobody's man. topping that shit. Um, <laughs> but defensively, <laughs> the defense, I mean, Jameer Gibbs is one of the best players in the ACC. So yeah. having him only 11 carries, 113 yards, one play, yeah. he put his foot in the dirt. He made Nasir Peoples look like a fucking fool. But hey, that's one of the on best. Him. He shook loose, but he didn't yeah. score. He didn't score. <laughs> Somebody called him. <laughs> Somebody called him. Somebody called him. Georgia Tech ended up trying to convert fourth and two, and yeah. they did not get it. And I think that's what cost them the game. Yeah, it did. It did. Because you got to think, being like, there. go ahead. Yeah, in the, being in the stadium during that time, man, like the whole game. Because it was, you know, Hokie Nation travels well. Everybody yeah. in there was thinking and saying the same thing. Oh, shit, we didn't see this. We're up by 13. Yeah. Most people, you got 30, you up 13 points. Like, 
you chilling, you talking shit, nobody talking shit. Like everybody looking at each other like, you know what? I done seen this. We know what's going to happen here. Because you got to think like, yeah, we jumped out and got the 14 points in the first quarter. But after that, like we didn't score no more on offense. Like, right. I mean, I mean, we scored pretty much special teams. Like we kicking field goals the rest of the game. So once we started kicking field goals, getting down there, can't convert, people was already ready for that letdown again because not just this year, like we've seen this story so many times. We've we've been in so many games uh, or leading so many games, and then at the end of the game, we blow it. So everybody was pretty much like, all right, here it is. I know it's happening. So buddy, yeah, when Buddy broke that big run, like people was deflating fuck. We still up two scores pretty much, and they were like, it's over. They're going to score here. They're going to get the ball back. They're going to beat us. Like a lot of fans was really like that. And see, me, I was a little bit different because, like, I didn't have no expectations for the game. Like, this is the first game that I've ever been to, but I didn't have no expectations. I was just like, shit, it's a free ticket. I'm in Atlanta. Like, I'm just having fun. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, whatever happens, happens. I just was watching the game, enjoying it. But as a fan, as a, you know, as a fan that's, that's deeply, you know, into the team, it's not many times where I'm going to be like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. It, and and all of those fans are the same, like, that was there. They, like, one dude told me he traveled from Alexandria, Virginia, or some shit like that. Oh, yeah, it took me eight, nine hours, ten hours to get here. Like, bro, they still traveling. They're still going to the game, but the expectations are just like, man, I'm ready for this dude to go because everybody's nervous every time we got any kind of lead that that does not you know, 30 points, 40 points, and that's crazy to me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and it seemed like from that point, that fourth and two, the defense, the defensive line pin their ears back. They put Amari mm-hmm. Barno, it seemed like they put Amari Barno back standing up. Yeah. And just said this, whether he was spying or a delayed rush or he was just blitzing from the linebacker position, the defensive line plus Amari Barno at Linebacker, his, his original position when he came in, yeah, took over That's the game. Then yeah. they yeah. is back. Uh, they they let they they did not let Jeff Sims get comfortable anymore after that. It seemed like the man was under constant pressure for the rest of the game. Defense closed the book on that. Uh, I felt like the def- I felt like the defense had another strong showing. You know, you had some plays here and there, and I think a lot of us know that. If you can get certain one-on-one matchups with your playmakers versus our versus our defense, you can take advantage of certain weaknesses. But as a unit, it's a solid unit. Right, right. Yeah, people don't, you know, as far as you say, I mean, you're pretty spot on what you're saying. Like, the defense, a lot of people who are just frustrated talk about, you know, where we rank, how bad the defense is playing, different games. Even I, you know, I get frustrated, though, so I'm like, the defense dropped the ball on some games, but, like, as a unit this year, they've been solid. You know what I'm saying? Like, they right. may not be the best defense in the country or top 25, whatever the case may be when you're looking at certain stats, but anybody that we played it against, they've given us an opportunity to 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 win, to, to compete. Like, I didn't get right. to watch the pit game. I didn't want to watch the pit game, but I, I was in a wedding that week, so I didn't watch the pit game until afterwards. And, you know, people was telling me, like, nah, man, it was a, you know, I'm looking at the score, like, man, we got beat, what, 28 to 7. It's 
it's no way right. y'all can tell me the defense did decent. But then I went back and watched the game. I'm like, damn, they was holding on. As long as they did, defense had a hell of a good game versus a, a team that was averaging 52 points a game coming yeah, in. I'm like, golly, I didn't give them enough credit because, like, they held on as long as they could. But damn, we was going three out, three and out, three and out, three and out. You can't expect them to keep on going out and doing it. They fucking tired. We don't have no depth. So um, the defense is solid. I mean, the defense have been playing solid. Like you said, like, people don't realize, even me, I didn't realize, like, how. Jeff Sims ain't little, number one. He's got nice size to him, and he can move. Like, he's very patient when he runs. And it's, yes. it don't look like he's running fast on TV, but, like, his strides is just – he getting loose, man. Like, when he's running, and our our defense, they they kept up with him. You know what I'm saying? They kept him, they kept him at least in a box enough where we could win the game. They didn't let him beat us. You know what I'm saying? He had a right. couple of a couple of runs that he, he did a good job on, a couple of passes where he put the ball where it needed to be. But, you know, as a whole, I mean, they, they did their job. I think Jeff Sims carried the ball like 12 or 13 times. He may have had like 50 or 60 yards. Um, He had like a long one long run where it made, you know, it was like a normal-ass run. Though. It wasn't like he scored. And then I think he made it around like 20 yards. But defense yeah. did a good job of, of containing him. And like you said earlier, uh, I don't know what they're doing on the defense. I ain't no again. I ain't a coach. I'm just a fan. But it seems like when they move Barno to that spot where he's standing up, he's more effective. I don't yeah. know if it's getting ahead of steam and he's rushing that way, or he ain't getting a good jump off the line. But whatever they're doing, when he's standing up, he's he's more effective that way. I feel like he's reading better. I feel like he's getting to uh, the ball better that way. I just don't yeah. know. I don't know if it's just, you know, he has to be that way against certain quarterbacks or what. But whatever they're doing, and for him to make, it goes back. To, it goes back to last year when he was kind of doing both. And yeah. when he when he was standing up, he was relentless. It seems like it seemed like he was after. It seemed like he was after because we still talking about and he, and he moved a defensive end, you know, full time this year. We still talk about a kid with zero bag. I ain't seen I ain't seen out a bull rush, a spin move, a swim move, nothing. He he get it, he getting it all off effort and relentlessness. Yeah. So maybe defensive end, he just a dude with no bag, but standing up. I guess yeah, I guess Mono Imano, he can make the play stand up. Hell he fucking six six, six seven. I mean, like he bent, he so, he got or he's got using his arms the right way, I guess, when he's – it's different, I guess, when when it's like a boxer. You know what I'm saying? If you got the reach, then you need to stay away from him. But it's right. like when they're too close to him, I guess – I don't know, man. I ain't watched enough film or watched enough him, but I just know he hasn't been as productive when he's down and when he's up. It looks like right. two and totally different players. Two totally, two totally different players, like night and day. You cannot be that big. I don't give a fuck if it's been your first day playing. He's a big motherfucker too. Like you cannot look like Amari Barno and play against Middle Tennessee State and register zero stats. Yeah, not a ball batted down, not a not a nothing, not an assisted tackle, nothing. So you look like he was getting double. Nothing special, you know. Nothing. Right. Nothing. But. North Carolina game, 
uh, Clemson game last year, uh, this last game we just had, and various other spots in 2020. The man was a terror. <laughs> so some people were saying first round. Oh yeah, first round. That was me. First round time. I mean, was, it was more than you. It was it was out there. Like it was out I there. Some, Especially after yeah. that North Carolina game. It was yeah. some, I mean it was some lies percolating and circulating. <laughs> in the air. Man, I'm telling love, you. Love was in the air. Man. <laughs> Already. John Parker yeah. Romo. He made four kicks. And he missed Saved one from 50. Saved our ass. He made four kicks. He missed one from 53 yards. But that would have been a career long. I don't, I don't that's an NFL kicker probably should make 53 yards, but college kickers, yeah. you can't expect college kickers to make 53 yards. Yeah. Um he he gonna wear number 25 this week. Um shout out John Parker Romo. And his special Parker, team. Romo. Special teams ain't lost us a game yet. So we had no big punt returns against us, like for real. You know, like yeah. they doing their job. They doing what they're supposed to do. Special, you, I always say this about special teams. You you might not know when you got good special teams, but you but always you know, know when you got bad. <laughs> you you don't give a fuck about a kicker till you got a sorry one. <laughs> yeah, or 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 uh, long snap. You don't right. care about the long snap until you snap that motherfucker in the back of the end zone or something. Man, yeah. What the fuck is he doing? Yeah, same thing with punters. Before AJ Hughes, I cannot remember this punter name. This is like 2010 season, might have been 2011 season. Before AJ Hughes and Buddy would shank every punt. Somebody gonna know who I'm talking about. It's always Virginia Tech got a lot of special teams fans because of Beamer. Somebody yeah. gonna know who this kicker, this punter was. He would shank every punt. This had to have been 2011 punt. season. Before AJ Hughes was punting. Yeah. Uh, and that's when that's I was like, okay, game. yeah, we got us a bad punter this year because I know the punter name. Yeah, that you said hey, was yeah, ass. We don't want him on the field. Shank Apotamus. Get he him out of shank. here. He was shank any. I mean, he was shanking shit. I'm talking about he was he was out there with 13 yard punts and shit. It was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> We and then the only reason pink. why I know AJ Hughes was because he wasn't shanking punts. He was punting yeah. them bitches. <laughs> he was just doing normal shit. Yeah, he doing normal shit. Became a legend. All yeah. because he ain't shanking punts like the last motherfucker. Right. Yeah. Shout out to yeah. that dude. When you got bad special teams, you definitely gonna know that. You gonna know it. You gonna but know it. anything we, else. Let me ask, let me ask you a question while we on that. Because I, yes, I had said some one time, and I can't remember how you um how you responded or what you had to say. The 25, how, how do you feel about the, the 25 legend living on? A play away from the 25 area. area. I'm, I'm a big fan of 25. I think we need to crank it up to the best players with 25. Not the kicker. Not the kicker. Not the gunner. Not the gunner. Not to, not to, you know, respect the special teams, but I feel like the best player, I feel like they should put Burmeister in that shit. I feel like they should put the best, best player on some almost like captain of the week type shit. You know how every week they designate somebody to yeah. carry the, the Commonwealth of Virginia flag, the, the, the Hokie right. flag, and the American flag? How they, des- yeah. they should designate a 25 to a captain or a baller. Right. So my thing is, so if you have a, I mean, I guess the only ones who would get screwed on that would be like a lineman because a lineman can't wear that number. So 
Right. I mean, I can say alignment would be the best player, but I mean, it was some games where you looked at Christian Darrisaw last year, like, yeah, that. I mean, yeah, he deserved that twenty-five. Definitely. Hey, you know what I mean? So, I guess I can kind of understand why they wouldn't do that, but I feel what you're saying as far as that. Like, just let if you're gonna go that route, just let whoever wear. Yeah. So I looked at it a little bit. Right. I looked at it a little bit different because I, I mean, I fuck with people all the time just on Twitter because I like to argue. And I was saying, like, hey, man, get it out of here, you know, as far as – and people was like, oh, the players love it and stuff like that. And I get that, you know what I'm saying? And even what, what, what they do is fine. There's nothing wrong with it. But just like I said, for the sake of argument, I just like to know what people think. Uh, somebody had said something. I can't remember who it was. It may have been Brendan Hill. Uh, I think it may have been Brendan Hill, but I'm not sure. But they was like, you know, if you're going to do the 25, let somebody wear it all year. What you think if they did that? Like if they let one person, that was their number for the whole year. I don't like that because Fuente would choose, and he would choose somebody we don't think should have it. <laughs> just like number one, he, just like right. just like number one. Yeah, yeah. So you say if Fuente get it, if he got his hands in it, you know what? If that. he got his hands anywhere near it, he'd give it to the walk-on third string, Jimmy Jimmy Rogers. <laughs> no, nah, that do it weekly. I mean, it's bad enough he put it on some of the people that they do put it on, whether that's yeah. your best or whoever. Um, but for a year, nah, they'd be fucking Frank's legacy all up doing <laughs> it like that. I fit, but I, I've seen some some twenty five. I remember Ricky Walker had a great game in number twenty five. I think he was playing against Florida State, twenty eighteen. Yeah. Greg Stroman had a punt return win in 25. There's been some good moments. Yeah, they was, they was giving Greg that 25. Greg was getting loose in. Greg was shaking yeah. in that 25. Yeah. yeah. Definitely had people ball out, but it's it's losing its mystique. Yeah. It's yeah. starting to lose its mystique. Did Trey turn to 125 last week? No, last I, think week? Wore, I think he was. I forgot who was 25 last week. See, it used to mean some shit. Right, right. No, nah, he wasn't. Trey wasn't in twenty five last week. Yeah, see, they, see, it used to mean some shit. After a game like that, yeah, John Parker Romo, you hit four kicks. Lottie, goddamn, die. You missed the fifty three. You know, you make that fifty three. Now let's start talking twenty five. So you say you know, did your job. You did your job on the on yeah. the on the fourth. But if you hit that fifth one, that put you over the edge. Yeah, now we can start talking twenty five. I think Trey Turner should be winning twenty five this week if he's playing. Trey Turner should wear whatever number he want to wear this week. Yeah, he should be wearing number one for real, for real. But shout out to Mario. Cole. Shout out to Mario. Yeah, they said. Don't fuck uh, me up, bro. Yeah. Don't fuck somebody me up, said, bro. Somebody had said. Uh, I seen somebody um, put a little news thing out. They were saying that Shamar Connor didn't. Um, he didn't come back in the game the second half. I guess they was. He had some kind of injury. But, like, he was walking off the field fine at the end of the game. I, I right. know he could have something wrong, but I'm saying, like, I seen him walk yeah. off the field, and he was fine. Yeah. So I'm hoping that he's and when straight. Fuente, and when Fuente was asked about it, he was like, he ain't talking about it. So He don't never talk about shit, man. The motherfucker might got a – he might have tore his hamstring off the bone. Fuente ain't yeah. saying shit. <laughs> Fuente ain't saying, no, I'm hiding it. I mean, <laughs> Lord have mercy. I don't even know what to think, what to say about dude. Right. No spring games. We had shit. We had shit. Uh, we, we, we had everything for four and four. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we keep our shit tighter than the FBI for four and four. Goddamn Fuente, man. God love Fuente. it. 
finesse a legend, and he ain't getting fried. Shout out to all the people nope. that lied. Nope. I put out. I, I I put a tweet up today. I said he's not. He not. I've been saying the whole time. Like yeah. Hey, my grandma used to say something. She used to say, "Uh, you come up here and slap me. That shame on you. But if you come up here and do it again, it's shame on me. I ain't getting slapped twice. You got me the first right. time last year. Last year I thought he was gone. This year I ain't believing that shit. Like, no, nah, man. I'm not believing shit. I'm not believing now, you, nothing. You seen that picture of Whit Babcock hugging Fuente after that game? You'd have thought they won yeah. a national championship or some shit. Yeah, they about to go home and put their Trump shirts on. They good. Yeah. I'm not they, about to, they about to put their Yonkin shirts. I don't know about Trump, but they about to put them, <laughs> them Yonkin shirts. Shout, hey, shout out Glenn Yonkin, a legend, winning Virginia. I, yeah, I don't even know. I don't, you know, I don't even I don't even pay attention to no politics, but I done seen that name pop up like 10 million times on the timeline because I follow so many Virginia tech people. So I'm guessing what politician yeah. in, in, in uh in Virginia. Yeah. Not only is he a Republican, but he like he ran the Trump playbook. Yeah. He ran yeah. the Trump playbook. So so it's a lot of salty Democrats in Virginia. I'm not Democrat, I'm not Republican, I'm a black man. I'm all for the advancement of black people. And neither one of these motherfuckers was talking about that. So it's no reason for me to even consider voting for any of these motherfuckers. But but Glenn Youngkin ran on the uh don't be teaching critical race theory in school, and it fucking worked. Hmm. <laughs> Motherfucker thought I, I played on their heartstrings, huh? Played on them heartstrings. Let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell, let me tell people about the Commonwealth of Virginia. That shit you see outside of D.C. is not Virginia. That is D.C. Junior. That is only one small part of the Commonwealth. It is a big-ass state. Once you get outside of that little pocket of Northern Virginia, you are in the South. <laughs> you are no longer... That, that, like the, the, I don't know where the Mason-Dixon line up. The shit is probably in Maryland somewhere. But you don't enter the South until you get out of Northern Virginia. Now you are in the South. So, welcome. Right. <laughs> Yeah, you know, hey, it is what, like I tell people, people be looking at me crazy sometimes when we get to talking and start talking about Alabama. People like, oh, y'all don't have this or y'all this kind of way. I've seen Alabama on the movie. I'm like, motherfucker, y'all are just like we are. Shit, I've been to Virginia plenty of times. And that shit in West Virginia, hey, that's that, that shit had me nervous. I don't get nervous in places. Like, I'm good in every hood, but. Yeah, Except yeah. West Virginia, that shit had me. That shit had me fucked up. I was like, "Well, they they, they own state." No, I was telling, "Hey, don't lump us in with that shit." They got going over there. <laughs> I was telling my wife, "Baby, hold your purse close, man. These motherfuckers look weird over here." Hey, the motherfuckers got damn. They, they, they get they get they get messed up. It's a whole <laughs> different party over there. Yeah, I don't even go to West Virginia. But week nine lasts. Week nine. Week nine was a uh. Interesting state of games in the ACC. Me and Drift picked the games. Um, we'll go over them. We'll go over them quickly. Miami beat Pitt. I had Miami covering. Miami won the game outright. Drift, yeah. he lied. He thought he really <laughs> thought Pitt was gonna cover nine and a half at home with a rank beside the fucking Shout out to, Drift, shout out shout to out my man Drift. Shout out to Drift, you fucking liar. Like Pitt. <laughs> Was ranked with expectation. You should have known they was gonna lose. <laughs> Lied a fucking week to me, but 
FSU and Clemson in the backdoor cover of the century. I hope I had Clemson. I don't give a fuck how they got it done by hook or by crook. Uh, <laughs> shout out to all my gamblers out there that had Clemson plus nine and a half. I mean, man, it's nine and a half. Clemson won 20 to 30 on uh, it was one of the plays where Florida State was doing the the the, the uh the laterals, the yeah. lateral shit. Yeah. Boy, through the lateral well, damn near to the that's why, they don't, that's why they don't be wanting people to to to, to uh to bet in the state that you live and stuff, because that shit like that'll make you want to kill somebody, man. Like that shit, hey, I didn't bet on it. You know, I didn't bet on that, but you know how pissed you gotta be for shit like that to happen, like as a better. Oh. Or you got that in a parlay, like bro, that's that's bro, bro. That's a way to lose right now. That is a bad beat. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Clemson covered. They would Clemson let me be clear. I told the truth, but it's still a lack because Clemson still looked shitty all throughout the game. They were supposed to lose yeah. the game. Yeah. They were supposed to lose. Florida State just didn't know how to win. They didn't they gave Florida State did not know how to win. And then and then they found a way to let Pitt backdoor cover that bit. Yeah. True for the week. Clemson minus nine and a half. Boston <laughs> College. Boston College lost the Q's uh six to twenty-one. I believe I had Boston College winning that game, but no, Q's pulled it out. So I lied. I think Drift had Q's. Drift told the truth. Wait for it, beat the College. shit out of Duke. We Boston think? College didn't score a touchdown in that game. Didn't score a touchdown. So yeah. ex- expect a lot of Boston College offense this week. They're coming out with them bandana jerseys on. Niggas red bandana. Yeah. Get your mind right. They doubled up on the red bandanas. They Boy, already had a true. red bandana game. They said, fuck that. They selling they soul. Just like how we sold our soul September 3rd. This is a soul selling for Jeff Hadley yeah. and his boys coming up. We're going to get into that. Wake Forest beat the shit out of Duke. That ain't surprised nobody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had North Carolina actually beating Notre Dame. They lost by 10. They lost 34 to 44. Notre Dame actually covered. Uh, me and Drift Lad, I think we both had Notre Dame outright winning that game. They did not do that. And Louisville lost 13 to 28 to NC State. I don't remember who we picked, but I think we both picked North Carolina State and they won that game. Before we get into the week 10 picks, Got Tally in the building. Before we get into that, let's pay some bills. Symbol. As I find a read. Symbol <laughs> is a sports stock market that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. There are two ways to make money on Symbol. First, every time a team you own wins, you earn a cash win payout. Second, just like the stock market, if you think a team is going to increase in value, you can buy low and you can sell high. For profit, use promo code SD to make your first deposit risk-free. That means even if you lose money or just decide the market isn't you, symbol will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. And yes, you can buy Virginia Tech stock on symbol. Um, you know, a lot of see a lot of motherfuckers. You know, they hit me up all the time. And they say, "Oh, Don V, you don't believe in the team. You're so negative." They won't put their money where their dick is, though. Get on symbol then. Get on symbol. Everybody that tell me I'm negative, I'm a piece of shit, I'm a bad fan. Get on symbol. Buy some hokey stock 
and put your money where your dick is and stop talking mm-hmm. about this shit. See, everybody can talk it, but is you ready to put your money on it? I'm not putting no money simple. on that shit. With your, with, hey, simple, <laughs> hey. But the best thing about it is they will refund you. It's a risk-free deposit. On okay, simple. we can talk about that then. Okay, Promo simple. code SD. It's Spotify Green Room, the live audio only sports talk platform. We can talk to fans, athletes, insiders in real time. You can get in on the conversations you hear on a lot of your favorite podcasts. You can, you know, it's it's, it's rooms going on every day. Uh, You can get notified when some of your favorite people go live. All you need to do, download Spotify Green Room app for free. In the iOS app store, come with your spiciest takes. Shout out to Spotify Green Room, man. They've been holding it down for a long time. Week 10 in the, at, in the Atlantic Coast Conference. We got, first, first and foremost, we got number nine, the number nine team in the country, Wake Forest Demon Deacons at North Carolina Tar Heels. The Tar Heels are two and a half point favorites, despite Wake Forest being uh, eight and zero uh, and number nine in the country. North Carolina's coming off a loss. I think North Carolina's four and four, just like us. Mm-hmm. But North Carolina is two and a half point favorites. That lets y'all know that Vegas says fuck all that magical close and shit. Talent is talent. Yeah. But what do you have shaking out in this game? I think North Carolina going to win, man. I always say, well, shit be happening like that to me. Like I said, when we went and played uh, West Virginia, I'm like, mm-hmm. man, Vegas be knowing some type of shit, man. I don't know. I ain't saying North Carolina look good, bad, ugly. Everybody knows the record says I think North Carolina going to – I think they're going to win. I think they're going to cover. You got, you got North Carolina for the win and the cover. And I, mm-hmm. I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. And shout out Brendan Hill, because Brendan Hill bet me 20 push-ups. Well, he bet me 10 push-ups. I doubled it. That Wake Forest is going to win the Atlantic Coast Conference. And it, it sounds good, but winter is coming. Wake Forest is not going to survive November. November is about to beat their ass. Um, I, looked at, I looked at their schedule. They still got to play Clemson. They got UNC. And they got yeah. another. they got another one. They got another tough game in November. And yep. all of that said, they still might go to Charlotte for the ACC championship game where yep. they play Pitt or somebody and probably lose that too. So I got I got UNC as well. I got UNC covering. Shout out. But shout out to Wake and shout out Dave Clawson because I hear Dave Clawson's name every day. Every like, day. Before we move on to the next game, what's your thoughts on Dave Clawson and, and, and wow. people saying he should be the coach or he shouldn't be the coach? Man, I think right now, man, I'd have heard so many coaches' things. It's just like they all run together to me and they don't move no right. Like, I mean, Dave Clawson is at Wake Forest. I don't know how long he's been there, but he let he let a running back leave. I understand they undefeated, but he let a running back leave that went to Michigan, Michigan State. State. And now he's in the Heisman contention. He let a quarterback leave the year before. They went to Georgia. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, I feel like, again, man, I'm, I'm so snake been by a motherfucker like Fuente. It's just like. Getting Fuente vibes. I'm, I'm trying to get far away from that shit. You know what I'm saying? 
<laughs> I want a motherfucker that's gonna bring some hookers and strippers in and talk about pussy on TV. I don't give a fuck. Like, give me Hugh Freeze. Give me something like that. Like, I need Hugh Freeze. I need I need a bad boy. You know what I'm saying? Shoot, bring something in like that. I, don't, I, and, I can't. And, he, and Hugh Freeze, a coach, he a coach with a bad back from a hospital bed. Man, hey, let's put him in there. I'm good with it. Like, just give me something different. I can't go through six more years of uh, hard, smart, and tough, and gritting it out. Like, no, nah, I need some yeah. flash. I need some flash. I need, some I, need I need stripper pose. I need money. I need the whole house. I need Hugh Freeze with a sciatic nerve fucked up in his back. Yeah, I need me, all the. I need the controversy. I need a motherfucker who's gonna scrape his face up on the back of a, a motorcycle or something. I need yeah, all that. Shout, shout out Bobby Petrino. <laughs> shout out Bobby Petrino. Oh, Had his sad piece on the motorcycle. Crash the motorcycle, act like he ain't even know who that bitch was. A legend Man. out here in these streets. A full blown legend. One hundred percent. Yeah, I don't know that bitch. The fuck you mean? How'd he get on my bike? Shit, I don't know what the fuck y'all talking about. Shout out Bobby <laughs> Petrino for doing a press conference in the neck brace with the sugar bowl with the sugar bowl hat. The remindies <laughs> cocked to the side. <laughs> He said, in case y'all plan on find me, let's not forget where I took y'all to Nirvana. God damn it. They yeah. still find his ass. The Arkansas been in shambles ever since. <laughs> Got him out the play. Got his ass out of there. What the fuck he get fired for? For cheating on his wife? I think they said he was sleeping with underage girl. Not under, uh, maybe not underage. But I like mean, she, was, she, worked, she was a secretary at the school or something like that, but yeah, I think she went dumb. to the school. He was fucking young girls, mm. but yeah. What did he it do? Was, okay, it was embarrassing for the school, but what did he do that was working bad? He got a dick too wet. I mean, your dick can't be that wet. Sometimes your dick got to be dry. You can't, have, yeah. you can't be out here with a willy-nilly dick. Right? This is what yeah, it that's is. What, that's what Ed Ogeron was doing. He was out here. Getting it in. Yeah. yeah. You, hey, you can't do that. Because motherfucker be his hand in the cookie jar. Now, I don't, you know, I ain't advocating no motherfucker sleeping with no kids. If you sleep with underage motherfuckers, like, yeah, you you sick, but... but I mean, they, they grown, technically. They, I mean, they, technically. That's what I'm saying. If they grown, if they grown, why you fine? You still an old creep, but, I mean, they technically grown. Shout out mm-hmm. Scott. He was, you know, getting it in with, you know, recruits, parents, moms, and and things. Hey, shout out to the shout out to all the sleaze bag coaches that that's too poor to use back page. Yeah. They on Twitter. I mean, they on Tinder. These coaches they are on Tinder. They out Only they fans. Out page. They out here hunting hunting for pussy on the college campus. It's a whole mm-hmm. ass back page. Come on, man. Asking, asking the chicks, do you know who Wesley Pipes is? <laughs> Man, shout, shout out to that's in the dorm rooms. Talk about you ever heard of a dick dog? Shout hey. out, to you, man. <laughs> hey, you know it is what it is. What game are we on? Man, who the other guy? Number twenty-five about. pit. Number twenty-five yeah. pit at Duke. Pit is a uh, twenty-one point favorite. Duke is ass. Duke. Duke is pitiful. Duke is Duke is pitiful. I got pit covering. I got pit covering that shit. Yeah, pit don't cover that. Pit's Georgia that. Tech, Georgia Tech at Miami. 
Miami is 10-point favorites, double-digit favorites at home. Yeah, I I'm think – I'm interested to see what your, what your play is because – I think Georgia Tech – Yeah, I think Georgia Tech will cover that game. I don't think they'll win, but I think mm -hmm. they cover. I think Miami will win, but I think Georgia Tech – I'll take – I would take Georgia Tech for the points. Yeah, I think I think I'm rolling with Georgia Tech too because Miami's bipolar as hell. They coming off two rank wins, so they do to look they do to look shitty. Like yep. they coming off two rank wins. Uh, they basically announced Manny's coming back. Manny ain't coaching for his job no more. So right. Uh, so on, I think Georgia Tech on the line. He yep. about to kick back, relax, and. Look like ass until it's time to play Virginia Tech. So, Georgia Tech covers. Miami wins, Georgia Tech covers. Yep. Number 19, NC State at Florida State. NC State is uh, two and a half point favorites. What you got shaking out in Tallahassee? Uh, I I got a um, North Carolina State. I got to go ahead and take them on that. I mean, I would say, you know, for somebody, the, the betters out there, I would say, you know, Florida State is due a win. They got to get a win for the season for the coach to be like, see, that, that's that's what I did. He's one of those Fuente-type coaches, so he got to have a win to put his hat on. And he running out of them, but I just don't think it's going to be this weekend. I, I would take North Carolina State on that. I'm taking Florida State because they at home. Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking Florida State only because they home and just like you said, Mike Norville, who also came from Memphis, like our like our boy, um, he he needs he he needs his he needs his win too. He needs his big win. Uh, right. NC State is kind of average team, but they got a rank beside their name, and Florida State could use the win. So yeah. I, I'm a pick Florida State and sort of an upset. They're only two and a half underdogs. They're not big underdogs. Right. Clemson is on the road at Louisville. Clemson is four point favorites. Is you fucking with Clemson or no? I think Clemson's gonna beat the shit out of Louisville. Mm. I think Clemson will beat Louisville by at least ten points. That's what I think. I just don't. Louisville ain't. I mean, the whole ACC is. Trash for real. Clemson yeah. had looked great. Uh, none this year. Actually, Clemson's looked very average this year. But I just feel like them going into Louisville. I think this is the game. But they'll put some points up on Louisville. Uh, I want to agree. I, I really, I really want to agree. But Clemson is something about the offense that just don't look right. Like, everything don't look right. Like everything looks just off. Everything looks disjointed. Yep. It's only four. It's only four points. So yep. I think I'm a roll with Clemson, but I think they're gonna once again look shitty. I think they're gonna look shitty again. I think they're gonna cover, but I don't know, man. It's something about it's something about they can't block, they can't run. I mean, they had the white boy, Will Shipley, and he was looking like baby McCaffrey, and he kind of dominated last week, but right. he only a true freshman. Yeah. You can't do that shit every week. So, nope. I got, I got, I got Clemson just, covering, but I think once again, right? Ugh, fucking with Clemson again, man. I mean, he, he, yeah, they can't. Clemson covered last week on accident. On like, accident, he didn't, look, he didn't look good at all. Yeah, the, the thing is, the th another reason why it's like 
with Louisville, they got Cunningham. He have to do so much shit for that team. I think he's leading them in, you know, of course he's leading in passing, but he's leading in rushing as well. And Clemson right. still has a lot of, you know, they still got a lot of playmakers on defense. You know, they haven't down yet. Oh, yeah. They still can hit. Like, he's not going to be able to beat him normal, his normal self when he take a couple of them licks from Clemson's line. I just feel like yeah. Clemson, you know, you know what I'm saying, be able to slow him down a little bit enough for them to score more points. Yeah, shout out Malik Cunningham. Ain't he for Birmingham, Alabama? Yeah, he was somewhere around there. I can't remember exactly where yeah. he's from. Somewhere around here. Man, shout out to the two hundred five, man. My 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 uh, daddy sat his family from Birmingham, Alabama. A lot of ballers come out of Birmingham. Um, yeah. a lot a lot of ballers come out of there. So shout out, shout out to that whole area. Yeah, he's from uh, he's from Montgomery, actually. Oh, Montgomery. Okay, okay. Yeah. My, my apologies, Malik Cunningham. Don't fuck me up. When you Not see too far. Shout Not out, too bro. <laughs> but, but shout, but shout out. Okay, and last but not least, the main event, Friday night. So we play before all these motherfuckers. Friday mm-hmm. night in in uh, Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts. It is the second red bandana game of the season for Boston College. We playing Boston College on the road Friday night, red bandanas. Um, I, please. White people do not fuck me up, but I, I think they wear this because a dude died in nine eleven. Somebody, somebody. Honestly, I don't, I don't know. If know. Went to, I, know. I don't know if he went to Boston he, College or what. Yeah, I, I can't remember the story, but yeah, it's something yeah, like he, that. Some, yeah, some, it was nine eleven related, and I think the dude died, and maybe he was a, a alumni of Boston College or something. I don't know the story behind the red bandana game, but. I mean the red bandana uniforms and and things like that, but uh, they take that they take it very seriously up there. It's 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 their version of all maroon for us. They, yep. they designate a, they designate a night game every year, and they wear those uniforms and they have an inspired performance. Whether they win or lose, that is their equivalent of a soul sale game. They normally yep. pull out their best shit, their best offense. Mother, you know, tight ends with neck braces and all kinds of crazy shit. Oh yeah, going oh, yeah. on in this red bandana game. So they already had a red bandana game on that eleven. Yeah, they played so UMass. Nice. They did they it said twice. That yeah, they said that wasn't enough. They played UMass. They they another motherfuckers didn't see that. We doing it again. They doing it again, and um, it's a rumor. This is only a rumor that Phil Dracovic may play in the game, may start the game. That's only a rumor. Uh, the backup, the, the dude that's been playing all season, Dennis Brosal, is, you know, hot ass. So they would be better off with Dracovic playing. Yeah. Before we get into more of their playmakers, it's, I'm going to break down the tail of the tape and look at researching this before we started re- recording. If you look at it, if you look at it on paper, just on just on numbers, just these, these are just by the numbers. Throw the records out. Boston College on paper looks like a better team. We averaged 24 points per game. They averaged 25.6 points per game. We allow 22.4 points per game, and they allow 20.8 points per points per game. On yardage. 
we averaged 350 yards per game. They averaged 356.6 yards per game. And we allow 379 yards per game, and they allow 346.9. So basically 347 yards per game for them. So just looking at, you know, throw the records out. If you did, if you just came from a spaceship and didn't know who was who, you would think Boston College was the better team uh, according to the numbers. Obviously, the game ain't played on paper, but those numbers did surprise me um, when I was researching Boston College because I look at Boston College as a team without Jacobic as a team that's some shit. But clearly, you know, they they maybe just in comparison to us, they stack up with us as far as the numbers say. What you think about that? Yeah, I mean, like you said, when you look at the numbers, you know, it's that's just it's so much shit that goes into it, man. It looks like the teams they play, the teams we play, people go into all that, but it's just like you said, if you just right. look at that numbers, like they look like they should be the better team. You know, we got the same record. It's just who gonna get out there and who gonna, I guess, play more inspired because you're looking at pretty much the same team. The, the, the quarterbacks are similar uh, as far as if you look at passing yardage and things like that. People, I mean, their quarterback's not good. You know, he's got like six touchdowns, seven interceptions, something like that. He's thrown for like 1,300 yards. Mm-hmm. Vermont is right around the same shit. You know what I mean? So, yeah, they look very similar. Uh, like you said, they, on, on, on paper, they look like they could be the better team. They got us predicted to win, but I ain't right. never comfortable with none of that shit, man. You playing somebody, right. they got they fucking um, whatever jerseys that they putting on. The crowd gonna be hyped for that and crying. And, yes, you know, they will be wearing white, white uh, uniforms with the red bandana numbers, with the bandana print numbers, and we will be wearing orange. Hey, give me we all. We'll be wearing them. white pants, white helmets, orange top. You're yep. an advocate of me and you are both advocates of wearing orange uniforms, orange, you know, mm-hmm. orange in our uniforms because orange is one of the team colors. One of our colors, man. Let me get that orange, man. Stop playing with me. Yeah, I've never understood a Hokie fan complain that the school would have the fucking gall to wear one of the team colors. I've never understood mm-hmm. that shit. I can get um, I could even understand if we wore black and people didn't like that shit because black isn't right. one of our colors. Right. And I like right. our black uniforms, but... Right. Any of them other colors, that ain't your color. Orange is one of our colors. Orange is one of the colors. So I have heard somebody say, well, you know, they're wearing the wrong color orange. I said they're wearing the wrong color maroon, too. Look at Damn. the maroon from way back. Look at the throwback jerseys we just wore compared to the jerseys we wear, you know, every week. they they different maroon, so... Yeah, we, uh, yeah, I'm not here to, you know, and and that and that is a valid point. But at the same time, we could wear the perfect orange. That according, some people don't want to wear orange because they think we call it causes us to lose. <laughs> we can get down yeah. to the we can get down to the real shit. People yeah. for a long time thought that if we wore maroon, we won. If we wore orange, we lost. It's mm-hmm. bullshit. Lying. It's all lies. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. It is. You know it is. I, I if anybody follow me, anybody listen to this, if y'all follow me, or if you haven't followed me, just go through look through the tweets. And I'm an orange advocate. Orange is my favorite color. It always has been. But um just 
I like the way we look in orange. You know, I think it's a nice looking color. I think it's a nice looking uniform that we switch it up. Now I'm cool with the maroon stuff, you know, because that's our school right. colors too. But I'm like, man, you got to switch it up. Like a school like Virginia Tech with those colors, the color scheme that we got that go along with like where the school is. Like Blacksburg right. in the fall is what everybody talks about. She play into it. You should right. be into the fall yeah, colors. Even the trees be orange. Hey, come on, dog. Like, why 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 are we why are we fighting against that? Talk about some all maroon. I said we got our asses beating all maroon just like we have in orange. Like y'all miss yeah, me with that. We got our asses and burns in all maroon. I'm, I'm not trying to, I'm not arguing no more about shit that, that y'all talking about. That shit don't. We get beat in maroon, white, or orange. I just want to see some different shit. Uh, yeah, Give me all. We losing all iterations of the uniform because if I'm not mistaken, outside of 1995, that was our only undefeated season. These motherfuckers, Virginia Tech has lost in every iteration of every uniform they've ever had. A lot of so, times. <laughs> a lot of times. A so, lot of times. So I don't understand this. Well, we could, we went. Even when they broke out the 99 throwbacks uh, last week, we ain't win the game. Uniforms don't win shit. We fucking lost. <laughs> like, I, I kept saying, is the 99 team coming with them uniforms? We because lost, <laughs> because uh, I ain't seen Michael Vick out there. Nope. Nope. So, so uniforms don't win your shit. Nope. So I, say, man, I, you I feel like a team like Virginia Tech, we're not Bama, we're not USC, we're not Notre Dame. Get jiggy, get black, because we can't sell tradition and history. Come on, man. Bama, they got history to sell. They, they was winning championships yeah. during slavery times, so yeah. they can do all that kind of shit. We can't. We have zero championships. We got to sell the zero. future. We can't sell the past. Yep. I'm with you. And like I tell people when they start talking to me about, well, why do you want to wear orange? I'm like, shit, it ain't a, I mean, that's just the color I like, but look at the consensus of what people say. Look at the, what the recruits say. Like, when they taking pictures, I don't right. see many recruits putting on all maroon. Like, they switch shit up. That's what the they kids want to wear. Switch it up. Like, they I always see have different styles. White helmets. I see mostly white helmets and, yep. and either orange top. Yeah. That, that shit looks like them. That shit I look think I seen man. one recruit wear all maroon. That might have been Bryce Duke. <laughs> Shout out Bryce Duke. Shout out Bryce Duke. Shout out Bryce to Aurora High School. I worked there when I was doing construction up in the D.C. area. I, I, I actually did a job at that high school. They was uh, remodeling right. the school, so. Shout out to high school. Um, but shout out Bryce Duke. But I think he's the only recruit that I've ever seen wear all maroon. All of them wear white, all white, or like orange, or they might wear maroon with the white helmet and the white pants. But I've never seen all maroon but one time from a recruit. So the kids no are comment. telling you what they want to wear. No comment. I, I don't I don't had that argument for, for years. People don't want to hear that though. Yeah, they don't want to hear that. Back to ball, back to Boston College. Zay Flowers is one of the best receivers in the ACC. His numbers have suffered because Phil Dracovic got hurt. Mm-hmm. Zay Flowers on the on the season got thirty five catches, five hundred eleven yards, two touchdowns. But last week versus Q's, he had six catches for one hundred sixteen yards. So he might be hitting his stride. Clearly, this is somebody that Jermaine Waller will be focused on and. 
if they try to move them to, they're going to try to move them around and try to find a matchup, try to get them matched up on Connor to take advantage and things like that. Number four, we need to have eyeballs on number four at all times. I know Jay Ham doesn't really, you know, move his corners around like that. But so, whatever you got to do, bracket, uh, bump on something. If this young man is getting free release and he just running across zone coverage, I'm, I'm going to pull my hair out. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm blaming, I'm blaming, I'm a, I'm a personally hold Jay Ham responsible if I see zone coverage and this kid is just running around, not getting bumped and all this other shit. He just running free. Uh, on these deep over routes and shit. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna put that Jay Ham. I'm putting the responsibility on you because Boston College does not have a running back this year. They don't got no Andre Williams or no uh. What's my man's that played for the Packers? Uh, um, AJ Dillon. AJ Dillon. None. Of, they don't got nothing like that. I don't even so, like calling him name. So Zay Flowers. Punisher does. Yeah. So Zay Flowers. Should 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 get a lot of attention on Friday night. Um, yeah. that's pretty that's pretty much it for the Boston College game. Yeah, y'all know Boston College some shit, but we kind of some shit too, so we could lose. But I expect us to win the game. Right. <laughs> let's get into let's get into the CFP, the college football uh, the college football playoff put out their first rankings last night. Real the the real scammers, the real scammers, the college football uh committee. Uh, mm-hmm. Shout out! Shout out to the committee. But uh, it, it it goes Georgia number one. They ain't no. I don't think anybody would debate that. I don't think nobody right. would debate Georgia. Georgia has been awesome all year, kicking the shit out of everybody. Uh, Bama number two. Bama has a loss to Texas A&M, I believe. Um, Bama being in the top four doesn't really irk me. I think Bama being two does because right. I think if Bama catches another loss. I think they would still make the playoffs. Oh, yeah. They're trying to put them in there. They're trying yeah, to put their ass in there. Then they, I think they're going to find a way to get their ass in there. Michigan yeah. State, Michigan State number three, they're undefeated. They're coming off a big win versus their in-state rival Michigan. So I, I feel like they're rightfully, you know, cemented in there. And number four is Oregon, seven and one. I couldn't tell you who they lost to, but they did beat number five, Ohio State. Her name so, that leaves, <laughs> up in so that leaves little old Cincinnati number six out in the cold as of right now. Cincinnati is undefeated, but this pretty much, the, the, the committee is pretty much saying, Cincinnati, fuck you. Like, yeah. fuck y'all. Yeah. If Cincinnati played Notre Dame and they tried to you know, they scheduled some – I think they played Indiana earlier this year, but – the, the thing that kind of blow my mind is that – I ain't going to say blow my mind because, you know, it's what they expect. They're going to put the big names in there. But, like, mm-hmm. if Oregon had lost to Ohio State or somebody like that, it may make a little bit more sense. Like, Oregon lost to Stanford. You know okay. what I'm saying? I knew they lost to somebody. Yeah, they lost to Stanford. They didn't get beat by much, but they was like number three, I believe, when they lost. But right. Stanford's like three and two, or three and three, or something like that. Like yeah, mid. Yeah, they mid. So, like, what? I don't know how you're gonna do it, but I'm like, bro, you that shit's not working. The shit that they're doing ain't working because how do you look at uh, Oregon and put them there over 
Hell, the only reason you put them over Ohio State is because they beat them. But then, right, you don't put you don't put a Cincinnati in there. It's just it's all ass backwards to me. But besides that, like you got Alabama, like you said, I can understand Alabama being in the top four because people was like, oh, well, it's the eye test, it's the eye test. But if you look at the eye test when Alabama played Texas A and M, like they didn't look good, you know. And even right. even if at the beginning of the season, Alabama people were like, yes, Georgia and Alabama did the rest of the rest of the field. But now, like, since you've seen Alabama play a little bit more, you're looking at it like, well, I can see somebody get – I can see a Ohio State playing with Alabama or even a Michigan State. Like, they don't look that unbeatable. Now it's just like Georgia and then everybody else. It's what yeah. most college football fans look like now. So, I don't know. It just kind of – it blew my mind on them putting Alabama too. Yeah, putting Alabama too, especially over Michigan State because yeah. Michigan State went on the road and beat Miami. And people can say, I think a lot of times us college football fans, like if the team is some shit today, they were some shit then. And right. that game don't mean nothing. And scheduling Power 5 just cannot be understated enough. Scheduling Power 5 road games should always be people should put some stock into that. Michigan State went on the road to Miami and dominated them. Georgia right. went to the Duke's Mayo Classic and played Clemson, which means they were allowed to bring half their fans or half the fans. That's a neutral site game. And Bama, you know, played a neutral site game versus Miami too, where right. if you play Alabama in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia, that's a, that's a Bama home game. A Bama home game. That's two hours away from them. So Michigan State going to Miami, that's the common opponent. They went to Miami's house and dominated them. Bama dominated Miami too and kind of fucked their whole season up. But yeah. I, I, I would I would put more stock into going to their house. In the mind you, Michigan State played Miami like week two or week three. It probably was 90 fucking degrees down there. Probably was hot as shit. Miami right. had all the advantages with the humidity and all that. Mm-hmm. Bama played them inside on the neutral field, which was a glorified home game for them. So yeah. we got to start putting more stock into, yeah, Miami ain't ranked right now, but going on the road to play these games should be commended by Power Five. And this is why a lot of Power Five schools don't feel compelled to travel nowhere except to do these little neutral site games. Because it's like, what's the point? Why are we even scheduling these games if we're not going to get no credit right. for them if we win? Right. I feel, I mean, I guess with Michigan State, they're looking at them like, okay, they 8-0, but when they are beating some of these teams, like, they ain't beating the shit out of them. You know, like, right. they beat, I think, like, an Indiana, maybe, like, 21-10 to 10 or something like that. I ain't looking right. at the numbers, but they didn't, they didn't beat the shit out of them. You know, it either. Right. Even when they went to Miami, they beat them. I think it was thirty-eight to seventeen, maybe. Mm, so twenty-one, twenty-one. Yeah. So they, some people looking at that like, well, you know, that wasn't they beat them, but you know, they didn't beat yeah. them. Beat. All right, I, and, I, and, I, and we didn't know Michigan State was this at the time. Right. Uh, at the time, we looked at it like, what the fuck wrong with Miami? Right. And then what makes me? I ain't gonna say what make me mad, but what I always blow my mind is people like. Well, you can't really trust the rankings um, because – or you can't worry about the rankings. They all going to play out. Well, if they don't mean nothing, then why are we ranking them that early? Like, they do right. mean something. 
Because guess what? When you give somebody that number two ranking and then they go play, referees know the motherfuckers rank number two. I don't mm-hmm. care what you say. Like, they're human. Like, you're going to get some – it's like when LeBron played. Like, he LeBron, so he's going to get certain calls that the number 20 player in the league may not get. So, right. the rankings mean something. People say they don't mean nothing. That's going to shake out. They're going to play Ohio State or they're going to play Penn State. Well, maybe they need to be ranked a certain – the preseason uh-huh. rankings 100% mean something because when these motherfuckers put that number nine uh, yeah. by UNC's name, uh, Virginia Tech fans stormed the fucking field because we beat the number nine team in the country, even though we knew. Stormed the field. Stormed <laughs> field. Yeah. Stormed the fucking field. Yeah. So, so, yeah. So, preseason rankings do matter because that absolutely brought it brought up the intensity of the game. If you would have put North exactly. Carolina number 19, maybe the team isn't as juiced up. Right. Right. Know, it just brings a different ranking. dynamic to it. Yeah, bring it, it brings a different it definitely brings a different dynamic. Because it's like okay, we got we gotta we gotta we gotta show our ass. We can make an example yeah. out of another number the top 10 team in the country. Make right. an example out of it. Yeah. Are you are you hip to what's going on in Texas with the pole assassin and the pet monkey? Uh I've seen a couple things on it, but no, nah, you gotta you gotta bet me on it. What 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 the, what's going on? So I'm about and I I've been I haven't even read all of this either, but like one of the coaches is is his stripper girlfriend, uh the pole assassin. Her name is Pole Assassin. And she dances with with the monkey. Like the monkey is part of her stripping routine. Oh, and shit. the monkey. <laughs> and oh, they the monkey, definitely on the monkey shit. They are literally on the monkey shit. And um the, Did monkey, the monkey bite somebody? The monkey bit somebody. Um like it's one of the wildest. What do you say? I think the monkey bit like a trick or treater or something like that. Yeah, it bit somebody's child at a Halloween party. Oh, um, oh yeah, man, they were having an orgy over that man. You know, them people be <laughs> wild shit, man. Them motherfuckers was having a swingers party, and somebody's child came in there looking for their mama and seeing dicks and monkeys walking around. <laughs> what the fuck going on? Like the pole, yeah, assa- the pole assassin. Said that yeah. the monkey is up to date on the shots and it is an emotional support animal. So Man. if anybody thought Man, about putting that is. monkey down, she <laughs> fucking the monkey. All right, come on, man. You, if you watch porn, man, you know that you can see this story, man. Don't play. Right, anybody listening to this, y'all, y'all ain't gotta tell us. We know, we know y'all watch porn. Like a motherfucker that's dancing on a pole with a monkey. What's going on here? The monk, the monkey's jaws had to be pried off of the small child, so it went into pit bull mode. God, no. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck is going on? <laughs> oh, my grandma used to tell me. My grandma used to tell me every day before I went to school, or every day I was supposed to do, I was about to do something bad, and she used to say, "Boy, we are living in the last days." <laughs> This is it. Yeah. They've been saying that my whole life. This is it. We good. They had the Prada monkey. They had the Prada monkey. Hold on for a minute. Let me try. I'm trying to get my mind right. They had the Prada monkey's mouth open to get it off the child. Yes. A young trick-or-treater on Halloween. 
The monkey bit the child and went into pit bull mode, locked down on the child. And, what was uh, the child? Do we know what the child was dressed as? That I do want to know because if the child was dressed as a banana, what the fuck? I'm trying, to, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to see what the child dressed as a banana or a BBC. It had to be one or the other. One or the other. And what what do you think Polar Assassin and the monkey do on their routine? I've seen some wild shit in my life, but that 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 probably would for me to even try to get my mind to work to think about what we're saying that the person's name is Pole Assassin and they have a pet monkey that bit down on somebody and jaws had to be unlocked. Like, hey, some some I don't know what's going on behind closed doors with that family, but it ain't yeah, nothing so that I want to be a part of. Coach Jeff Banks, because it's because it's I don't know. He's, he's, a monk. he's the special teams coach at Texas. Um, mm-hmm. He dates he dates Paul Assassin. That's his that's his woman. That's his lady. So I don't know if they sharing a monkey or is is her monkey, but is that his house? That it's so many questions. It's too it's many, so many questions. It's so many questions. And it ain't like a, a monkey ain't like a cat. Like, have you ever seen a monkey interact with a human? Like, just video, <laughs> not in person. I ain't never seen one in person. You know what I'm saying? But as looking at videos or something, have you seen how monkeys interact with humans? Right. So if that, if, that, if that monkey is comfortable enough to see pole assassin working and being part of the of the routine that she has, and the motherfucker is biting people. Like, he ain't biting the men that's throwing them money. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's it's just, just so many a questions. small chat and so many questions. And what are they paying? What are they paying the monkey? What are they, they paying? What are they paying the monkey? Like, because, it's too because much. monkeys, because monkeys don't deserve to work for free. And the monkey's getting pussy. The that's monkey what the gets. monkey's getting paid in. The monkey's getting paid in pussy and dick. I don't know. The monkey, the monkey and pole assassin. We gotta go to Texas. We in the wrong state. Wait, that's why Fuente was doing the wrong that. State. That's why they were doing Texas. Is this reason. why Fuente trying to get back down to Texas? Is he trying to get his pole assassinated? Man, they finna pole assassin and assassinate poles. They doing all of it down there. Like this man is. This is a wild story, man. I need to go read up on it. I wouldn't even. You threw me for a loop by even talking about this because I ain't read up enough to know 100% what I'm dealing with, but I'm, I'm interested. Is the monkey big or little? Like, what type of monkey is it? All right. What's the monkey's it's, dick size? I need to know this stuff. It's a, it's a female monkey. Oh, shit. It's a female monkey. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the child tried to finger the monkey. It's coming It's coming a little bit closer now. It's all, the child it's all has, coming to the light. Yeah. The child saying we go pray for everybody involved and yeah, shout out, shout out to the white, kid that got bit this, up by the money. This goes to white people, white people, because I'm talking to white people. Stop domesticating jungle animals. You cannot domesticate monkeys, tigers, hippos. This shit belongs out in the wild. Why you can't just get a dog or a cat or or aquarium with fish? What, what monkeys and tigers and shit? Stop domesticating oh, wild animals. Shit. Snakes, bearded dragons, I don't like none of that. 
yeah, don't even like nobody else's yeah. dog. Like I gotta, I gotta have a relationship with a dog to be the like. Like I'm, you go to somebody's house and they're like, oh, he don't bite. I know he ain't gonna bite me because I'm not gonna get around. All right, it's his shit. I'm not fucking with nobody else's dog. That right, shit's the crazy. white people stop trying to domesticate wild animals because then you end up like then you end up like uh polar sacks talking about some fucking that's my emotional support animal, even though it's helping me make money out here on these tricks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that shit's crazy. Ah, oh, that is that's nuts, man. Wild, wild, wild times we're living in. Like my grandma used to always say, we are living in the last days. And Glad God is going to destroy this world that we're living in. So you better get your soul. You better get, get soul right, boy. Man, you better get your mind right, your soul right, all that. We got monkeys watching people fucking all types of shit going on in this world right time. now. It's wild times. But that's it for Don V Fridays, man. I want to thank Tally at Tally Bands 44. Yeah. At Tally Bands 44 for stepping in for Drift. Shout out Drift, man. Drift, Drift uh, doing big things in the business world. Shout, you know, out, shout to out Drift. Man. Legend. Don V. Friday's legend. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything last you got to say to the people before we log out? Nah, that's it, man. Everybody shoot. We're going to watch the game Friday. Figure out if we're going to be happy or sad for the weekend. Uh, if y'all don't follow me, follow me. I'll try to follow back. Uh, yeah. That's why the jerseys, that's why the orange jerseys every week. That's all I got for you. Yeah, man. Yeah, shout, shout out, shout outs. Definitely at TallyBands44. That's your IG one, too? That's your IG? Yeah, same IG. Same on IG. All young, all young women. Dive into the man's DMs. You know, men too. Shot. I don't discriminate. Young men, men women. Men I too. Hey, pussy, I don't discriminate. Pussy, ass, <laughs> or grass. Hit the DMs. The DMs are open. If the dicks full heart. That's what we got to play with. If the dicks full heart. But uh, that's it for Don V Fridays, man. Until next time, God bless. All right, man.